All right, we'll welcome you again to our pre-worship session. I am grateful and thankful that God has blessed us to be here one more time. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God has blessed us to be here one more time. We have some little camera difficulties, but uh, God is good, y'all. And uh, I want to thank you. We just came out of a great worship session, a great Word was preached today, amen. We, we, we looked at the woman from Samaria, and what we saw was this woman's witness was powerful. I, I kept repeating it in my message. The Holy Spirit kept showing me how, how when a life is impacted by Jesus Christ, how amazing your witness can be. You don't have to try. You don't have to push. You don't have to pump. You don't have to prime anybody. Once your life uh, is being put on display. And once your life has been impacted by the gospel and the word of God, man, I want to tell you something, your life will look different. Amen. And you can witness to the people around you. I don't know about you, but I want to see the people that I love. I want to see them change. I want to see them transform. And, and here's the thing, we can't force it on them, but what we can do is be a witness to them. Amen. I want to read a passage of scripture to you and let you know, uh, I read this this has been a, a scripture that's been burning my heart all morning, and it's uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. It says, for God is not unjust as to forget your work. It's an amazing phrase of scripture to know that God will not forget the work that you do. He says, and the love which you have shown towards his name in having ministered, amen, in having ministered, that word minister is where we get that word deaconio, which is deacons. That's where you get deacons from. Amen. A deacon is one who serves, one who ministers. Amen. One who ministers to the people, one who takes care of the stuff around the church. Amen. That's what that word means, deaconio. It means that we are servants. Amen. And we all fall into that realm of servitude. And I want to encourage you to let you know that no matter where you serve in church, no matter what you do in church, you got to remember something. God does not forget. He does not forget what you're doing. And so, listen, I encourage you to keep uh, keep serving God. I know with the pandemic, it, 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 it has really messed us all up as far as what we can do in church. But guess what? We have opportunities here at Division Church. Our members, if you're watching I want you to know that we have opportunities here for you to serve. You can serve Monday through Friday here, Monday through Sunday at this church, except for some Saturdays. But primarily, we, we are open seven days a week. We are six days a week. But here's the deal. Uh, our motto is we're not just here on Sundays. Amen. We're not just here on Sundays. We are a life-changing church, and we want to make a difference in this community but we also want to make a difference in the life of the people that we come encounter with. Amen. So listen, I want to encourage you to join us for the 11 a.m. service. I want, I want you to join us. Amen. As we get ready to worship God. It is awesome. It is great. Uh, I got someone here with us and I'm going to bring them up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I didn't know they're going to come up and we're going to just kind of talk to them a little bit. Amen. Come on, Reverend James, one of our ministers here at the church. Amen. We want y'all to say hi to him. Amen. And see what's happening with you, my brother. How you doing today? Tell the people, just look into the camera. 
I am wonderful. I'm good to be here. Today. Amen. Reverend, you've been you've been you've been going through. Yes. Amen. But tell tell the people how you're making it through. Tell them how you're making it through. I can say uh I'm making it through the grace of God. Yeah. I'm making it through the love of God. Amen. Uh I make sure that I stay connected to him and and focus on him and, and not my problems. Mm. That's so awesome. I, I love him and he loves me and I thank God that he saved my life. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, Reverend, I thank God for you and uh, I thank God for what you do at this church. And uh, I believe that for every test that you go through, amen, you get stronger, you get wiser and you get better. Amen. And in amen. spite of all that you're facing and all that you're going through, uh, I believe it's just part of God's preparation for you. And uh, I thank God that you have uh, persevered, amen. And I want you to remember this, uh, God has not forgotten amen. the work that you have done in ministering and, and still ministering to the saints, amen. Amen. Listen, we thank God for you all. And listen, uh, if you want to be part of a life-changing church, this is it, amen. Uh, we can say there are a lot of churches out here that God is moving in. But I can speak about this church, amen. What I know about this church is that God changes lives here. And I've watched people come to this church at the bottom. And I've watched them rise to the top, amen. And I watch God transform their lives, amen. So we thank you. We thank you for joining us. And we're going to pray. And hopefully you can join us today at 11 a.m as we get ready, amen, to worship our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for uh, these that are watching. Thank you for those that are here. And as we prepare our hearts to go into worship today, we pray now in the name of Jesus that the presence of the Holy Spirit would invade this place, that your presence would take over our minds and hearts, God, and that we would know that you're near, God. We talked about the nearness of you on Wednesday night, Father God. We talked about that when we're in trials and when we're going through, we ought to look for you to be near to us, God. I pray for Reverend James. I pray for Brother Lindsay. I pray for Deacon Hurd. I pray for our staff. I pray, God, for our worship, uh, those who will lead us in worship today, our worship leader. We pray, God, that your presence would invade this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. God bless y'all. Have a great day and hope we'll see you in worship. Amen.
say good morning to everyone at the Vision Church here this morning and to the ones that's watching us online virtually on whatever platform. Whatever platform. We thank you for being here this morning. And at this time, before we get started, we're going to go into a moment of release where we just take a moment to think about things we might have went over through this, went through this, through this week. Uh, this morning on the way to church, something might have happened that got you off, off track. And so we want to take a moment to get released, to get to clear that so when we get in service, we can give it all to God. Heavenly Father, my Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this day that you have given us, Heavenly Father, and have led us here into the service this morning, Heavenly Father, whichever way we are here, in person or online. And as we get into our service, Heavenly Father, like we said, we want to get rid of all the negative, Heavenly Father, anything we might have went through through the month, through the week, Heavenly Father, even just this morning, Heavenly Father, get that out of our mind, Heavenly Father, trash it where it belongs in the trash can, Heavenly Father, so we can fully, Heavenly Father, fully, Lord, concentrate on you, when we worship, don't have a worship hand that we're just getting ready to get started, Heavenly Father. That we can, we can concentrate on the worship, Heavenly Father. We can concentrate on giving you thanks, Heavenly Father. Concentrate on giving you praise, my Father. Concentrate on just getting the word from you, Lord Jesus. And just bless us. Forgive us, forgive us our sins, Heavenly Father. And let us get our mold right into you, right into you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. Would you all stand to your feet as we go into our worship service, as we sing this song that says greater. of God. A new day is here. I have a fresh expectation. Better days ahead. I'm living in the promise of God. A new day is here. I have a fresh expectation. Got a new perspective and it's loud and clear. I'm not moved. I'm not moved by what I see, but only what I hear. I hear greater, greater in my inner ear. I hear greater, greater, greater for my life. Greater, yeah. Greater in my inner ear. I hear greater, greater. Greater for my life. Better days ahead. I'm living in the promise of God. A new day is here. I have a fresh expectation. Better days ahead. I'm living in the promise of God. A new day is here. I have a fresh Expectation, perspective, and it's loud and clear. I'm not moved, but what I see, but only what I hear. What you hear, I hear greater, 
Greater in my inner ear, I hear greater. to this song hallelujah that says the anthem hallelujah we are healed by his nail pierced hands we're free by his blood we're washed clean now we have the victory And the person is broken, Jesus overcame it all. He has won our freedom, Jesus has won it all. Hallelujah, all over the building, just saying hallelujah. Hallelujah, you have won, you have won it victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you have won, you have won it all for me. Death could not hold, death could not hold you down. You are the risen, you are the risen King, and we're seated in, seated in majesty, yeah, yeah, 
Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah is the highest praise that we can give to God. Death could not hold him down. Come on, come on. He defeated death. He looked death in the face and he defeated death. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, let's thank him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Let's praise him, y'all. Let's thank him. Come on, come on, come on. How many believe that victory is in Jesus? Hallelujah is the highest praise that you can give to God. Hallelujah. 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 When you just don't know what to say. You can just say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to make ready now for responsive reading. I want you to know that um, 
just in case I know some of you were out. We, we are reading one scripture this year. Amen. Romans chapter 8, 28, 29, and 30. Amen. And the reason I want you to do that is because I want you to put it in your heart. And when you hear the word, amen, you can memorize it, but it can be part of you this year. Amen. So our deacon, Deacon Hurd will now uh, read scripture and lead us in responsive reading. If you'd stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Thank you once again for this opportunity. And for I didn't, didn't remember to say it earlier, but I am your host for the day, Deacon Arthur Hare, Jr. And at this time, as we do have a responsive reading, like Pastor, Pastor mentioned, that we are coming from Romans 8, 28 through 30. I'll read the first verse, I'm going to read the next, and all together for the, 30, for the last verse. Amen. Okay. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, let's read. Let's try read that one more time. Let's try that one more time. Come on, let's ready. All right. For those whom he. All right. All together. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. I want to thank God for the reading and the hearing and the doers of his word. At this time, if you will bow with me, close our eyes and be for the God in prayer. My Heavenly Father, my Lord Jesus, once again, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be a part on your platform this morning here at Division Church, Lord Jesus. As we are open up our 11 o'clock service, Heavenly Father, and we done had a little praise already, Heavenly Father. And then as we are giving, giving, no, we're giving some of your words right now, Heavenly Father, and we are looking forward to the word, the main message that you will give us, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this opportunity, Heavenly Father, and let us clear our mind of all things, Heavenly Father, that might interrupt, interrupt, interrupt your reading, Heavenly Father. Because we want to be clear, Heavenly Father, with a clear head, Heavenly Father, that we can receive your word the way that you meant for it to be received, Heavenly Father, so that you come into us, Heavenly Father, that we can live it in our lives, Heavenly Father, to be a life, a light to someone else out there, Lord Jesus, that might not know you. Oh, we thank you for this opportunity, Heavenly Father, as you to touch this church, touch this vision church, Heavenly Father, and I have a pastor, Heavenly Father, as he lead us in your way, Heavenly Father, and then I don't want to, want to take too long, I just want to say that thank you for, I like what he said, Heavenly Father, he don't, he don't want to just be inside the church, Heavenly Father, he want to go outside, Heavenly Father, and he has made that possible, possible with you, my Lord Jesus. And I just want to thank you for that opportunity, Heavenly Father. And just, just bless us and keep us in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap. Pray. Thank you, Dick. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. We're grateful. Again, we want to thank all those that are watching online and all those that are here today. Thank you for being part of this worship experience this morning. Amen. We serve an amazing God, y'all. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Those of you that are watching online, thank you so much for your participation, for your presence. And I want to tell you, I can't wait for the day for this pandemic business 
to be over where we can all gather together. You know, I was watching uh, the service from Tuesday. <clears throat> if you were here Tuesday night, boy, I'll tell you, Wednesday night, uh, the presence of God was in this place. You know, when you've done something for 16 years, okay, uh, it take a long time to change, all right? So, uh, so if I say Tuesday, it really be Wednesday, right? Amen. <laughs> You know, I taught Bible study for 16 years on Tuesday night. Amen. So, so the change, I, I can adapt to change. This is in my, my memory bank. Amen. I'm trying to readjust. But listen, I was watching the service. And listen, the spirit of God was in this place mightily on Wednesday night. And, 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 and you just had to be here. I was watching it and I said, man, what I feel watching it and what I feel when I'm here is totally different. It's totally different. Amen. It's totally, totally different. So where I believe I love technology and I believe in technology, there's nothing like coming into the house of the Lord, y'all, and just being in his presence and just basking in his presence and worshiping him. Amen. And so today, I just want to tell you, I just declare that God is real. How many believe he's real? My goodness, God is real, y'all. Um, I've seen God do amazing things, amazing, amazing things, amen, in my life uh, and in the life of the people of this church, amen. I've seen him transform people right before my eyes. And I want to tell you something, amen, the God you serve, he is real, amen. He's available. Uh, the thing about God, he's never not available. Uh, there's no busy signals, Come on, somebody. Now, you may have a connection problem, but but he doesn't have that problem. He, he doesn't need that. Amen. He doesn't. He never. He's never offline. I wish I had somebody. Amen. I was driving away, uh, driving here today, and, and I noticed something. Xfinity has changed its colors. I wish I had somebody. They're rebranding themselves. It's Sunday morning. It's uh, 8.15, and they're going to a house to perform service. I wish I had Sunday morning, and somebody's internet wasn't working this morning. Come on, somebody. Amen. With God, you always have a clear line. You always have direct access. You, listen, you're not, you're not going to get just one gigabyte. You're going to get 10 terabytes. Somebody know what I'm talking about. That means speed. That means the speed that your prayer gets to him is instant. Amen. The moment you say, Father, he looks in your direction. Amen. So that connection is never lost. Sometimes we think that we've lost connection, but you have not lost connection. As long as you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, you, got, you have access. Aren't you glad you got access? Sometimes when you don't know what to do, what you just don't know what to do. Amen. You have to know how to pray and know that God will answer your prayer. There's no trial. There's no situation that you're going through that God cannot assist you with. Isn't that beautiful? In my message today, we'll talk about that. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, we want to um, get ready now. Uh, well, I've got a few things I want to share with you all. First of all, I want to thank all of you who have given, who gave this week to complete our mover's debt. Amen. It is paid in full, paid in full. Praise God. 
Praise God. Thank you to all of you who participated, all of you who gave towards that. And listen, those of you who gave to the care kits, the care kits are here. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise for that. Thank you so much for giving towards that. Listen, I want to thank you so much for your generosity. And saints, I want to let you know that VFL, uh, Vision for Living, uh, community outreach is the outreach arm of our church. So a lot of donations, a lot of grants and things come through our VFL arm of our church. Amen. So when I present an opportunity here, amen, at the church for you to give, I don't want you to feel pressured. Amen. Thinking that, oh man, pastor asking, I'm going to keep asking because that's the work we do. We serve our community. And let me tell you something, it takes resources to make that happen, amen? I'm saying that because we're getting ready and we, we found out today, every week, we, every week, every month, we serve 4,000 meals from this church. Come on, somebody, give God a hand clap of praise for that, amen. And in the summer, we're getting ready to feed 30,000 meals this summer. That's this summer. Amen. Now, what we're getting ready to do is put together a campaign where we're going to offset, we're going to ask, we're asking for donations. I think it's 20 bucks or something like that will feed so many kids per week. Amen. And so we're going to have different opportunities for you all to give through VFL and through the Vision Church. Amen. Listen, uh, saints, uh, I, I kind of change my message today uh, because of the occasion, but I want you to know something. You can't keep everything you have. You with me? You, you can't keep everything you have. And here's something else I want to tell you about. We completed our sneaker drive this week. Give God a hand clap praise for that. Listen, if, you, if you're paying attention, look at the pictures. Go on the website. Go, it's on the website. Just watch the smiles. Watch the hearts. The, the, the fact that we can put a smile on somebody else's face other than our own. The joy in giving. There's joy in giving, saints. There's joy in giving. And remember this, right? If you don't have enough to give, that means you're not giving. Uh-oh. That's what it means. The more you give, the more God going to give back to you. It's a principle, and I'm going to preach that next week to show you the principle. We live by principles. Did you know that? The Bible has principles, the principle of prayer, the principle of praise, the principle of prosperity, the pr principle of purpose, right? There are principles, amen, that we put in place. Now, let me share something personal. To you all, Amen. We we uh, made we, Sister Hunt, my family and I. We've taken a leap of faith. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but you know I own a business. We own our business for 19 years now. Um, I don't know if you guys know that, Amen. But um, we do. Um, I build, you know, I build websites and uh, mobile apps and printing and all that kind of stuff. I've been doing that for 19 years, and. Um, God has sustained us, okay? So we have clients all over the country. Uh, so oftentimes when the church is not able to take care of me, that's how God takes care of me. 
He takes care of me through the business. Uh, recently, I made a decision to um, give the business to my children. Amen. Some people call it generational wealth. That's what I call it, too. Amen. And so uh, one one of my one of my ch children, there one of my daughters, there uh, she's taking over the 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 main thing right now until the other two get to the point where they we're gonna find out where they fit in. Uh, but but, uh, but I'm saying this to you to to announce that um, we we made a major uh, acquisition. And we have taken our business to the next level, a major, major level uh, of, of printing. And so we have finished an online store where you can order thousands and thousands of items. Uh, when I say thousands, I mean thousands. It's finally finished. Um, anything you need from tablecloth to whatever, whatever. We are the house of printing now. Amen. That's what we call ourselves, the house of printing. And it's VIMG printing. Uh, Valencia is my girl. That's that's what VIMG stands for. Amen. <laughs> Rev, I thought you'd like that. Amen. All right. It's VIMGprinting.com. Uh, you can get on there and check it out. <clears throat> but listen, uh, we're, we are actually landing corporate clients now, uh, global clients. Um Here's why I'm mentioning all of this. Mentioning all of this is because the wealth that we will bring in from that will come right back to this church. I have no vested interest in stacking dough. Amen. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not interested in stacking dough. I, what I want to do is I want to bless this church and bless some people with some employment. Amen. Eventually, we'll, we'll hire some more people. Eventually, we will, uh, we will bring in money to take care of the kingdom. Amen. It is a for-profit business. Okay. It's 19 years old. Amen. And God has preserved me to do that for 19 years. But I'm giving it to my children so that they can take it to the next level. Okay. Now, listen to me real good. Saints, I want you to start thinking on that level. Okay, what level, Pastor? What level are you talking about? I'm talking about live, think above where you are now. Leave a legacy behind. Amen. Give and 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 sow into the kingdom and sow into the church. And you follow what I'm saying? And let me tell you how I got there. Let me tell you how I got there. My first deal that I made, amen, with my business, with VIMG, amen, 19 years ago, I took the whole check and I gave it to Mount Gilead Baptist Church. Amen. I paid all their debts off. They had a bunch of debts, and I paid it off. I paid the light bill, the phone bill, the trash bill, I, because they were behind. I paid it off, and that was the seed I sowed. And 19 years later, that seed has grown. Amen. You can't, if you want to be in business, you got to be a big-time sower. That's how you get contracts. That's how you get that's how you move it to the next level, okay? So when you get a chance, when you get a chance, I want you to go to VIMGprinting.com. We'll have some cards and stuff around here and check it out, amen? Check it out. It's huge. It, we're in the final, final stage now of adjusting pricing and everything, and then people will be able to go online and order anything you need, amen? 
give God a praise for that. I just want to share some of my some of my uh, successes as well as some of my blessings. Amen. And so with that, with that said, amen, it's not for me. I want to be a blessing to you. And so wherever we see need or need, we're going to give to it. Amen. And, and pretty soon I don't, I'm never, I'm not going to stop asking you to give because watch this. If I ask you to stop giving, you're not going to be blessed. So the more you give, the more you're blessed. Remember, just, just hold on to that principle. The more you give, the more you are blessed. You cannot hold on to it. God can't bless this right here. Why? Because it's closed. But if you open your hands, what do you do? You position yourself to what? To be to get more. Amen. Let me tell you, when I started that business, I never forget I got laid off from my job. I was scared. I was terrified. I had kids in school. You know, it was tough. We had a newborn baby. But I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, help me. And, if, and I said, and, I, and this is what I did. I dedicated the business to the Lord. I said, Lord, if you bless me, I'm going to give to your kingdom. And that's exactly what I've been consistent with doing for 19 years. Amen. I'm just telling you the formula that I use. Now, you could believe me or not. But if you follow the same path, some of you got ideas, some of you have vision, some of you have desire, some of you have skill. Use it for his glory and watch what he does for you. He's going to bless you. Amen. So here's what I want you to do. Be praying for us. Pray for VIMG printing. Please pray for it. I pray that God blesses us so that we can continue to be a blessing to the church. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, we're going to make ready to give and then we'll get in, get into our, um, get into our black history moment. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's worship God with our gifts. All right. Let us bless the Lord now. Father, thank you so much. I want to thank you for giving us a chance, an opportunity to give today. Lord, we are your children. We will not live in lack. We will not suffer loss because we have found out one thing that when we give into your kingdom, you always give back to us. You multiply it in peace 
in joy, in finances, in all the things that you desire us to have. So God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would bless each and every giver today, bless their hearts, bless their minds, and bless their homes, God. And Lord, may you continue to bless this church. God, I thank you. I want to dedicate BIMG Printing to you and every business owner in this church, God. I want to pray right now for every employer that employs these, your people, because, Lord, they too need a blessing, God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we dedicate our lives, our income, and everything to you so that you get the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap praise. Black History Moment will be brought to you by Cliff Williams. How y'all doing today? It's your boy Cliff up there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm doing black history today. Uh, so we got Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman was the author of Jesus and the Disinherited, as well as the Dean of Chapels and Theology at Morehouse College and Boston University, as well as the Dean of Chapel at Howard University and Thurman's influence is still built among religious leaders. He championed nonviolence and was even invited to speak with Gandhi in the 1930s. As a theologian, he preached social justice and along with Alfred Fisk, a co-founder, the first interracial, interdominational church in America. Howard Washington Thurman was an American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and civil rights leader. As a prominent religious figure, he played a leading role in many social justice movements and organizations of the 20th century. Thurman's theology of, ra of radical nonviolence influenced and shaped a generation of civil rights activists, and he was a key mentor of leaders within the civil rights movements, including Martin Luther King Jr. Thurman served as a dean of Rankin Chapel. Howard University at, uh, from 1932 to 1944 as the Dean of March Chapel of Boston University from 1953 to 1965. In 1944, he co-founded along with Alfred Fisk, the first major interracial, interracial, interdominational church in the United States. Thurman traveled broadly heading Christian missions and meeting with world figures. In 1935 through 36, he led a six-month delegation of African Americans who was invited to Indian for meetings. In 1944, Thurman left his tender, tender position at Howard to help the Fellowship of Reconciliation establish the Church for the Fellowship of All Peoples in the San Francisco. He served as a co-pastor with the white minister, Alfred Fisk. Many of their con congregates were African Americans who had migrated to San Francisco from Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas for jobs in the defense industry. The church helped create a new community for many in San Francisco. 
This is Howard Truman, and this is our Black history. Sure, closing with your boy, Cliff. Amen. <laughs> Give my boy, my boy a hand. <laughs> Howard Thurman, y'all. Amen. I was thinking about how many modern day um, heroes we have. You know, we always celebrate the past, but we have some present day young, I'm talking about young people that are making a difference. I think I want to highlight somebody in our church next week. Amen. Who is doing it. Amen. Young people who are doing it. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap praise. Amen. We, we definitely want to make sure that we stay in tune with our history and we stay in tune with our culture. Amen. Why? It's important. We can't erase what has happened, but we sure enough can celebrate where we're going. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's worship. Is that right? All right. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Would y'all stand to your feet as we go into this last song that says finish strong. We're going to finish strong in whatever we do. You gotta have endurance, cause it's a marathon. I was born, shown up to win, in pursuit with things until the end. I'm going to have a strong finish, because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. Because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. I like this part right here. Listen. Life's transitions all in my way. But still I'm all worked out each and every day. No matter what, I'll continue to run. And for the rest of my life, until my work is done, I'm going to have a strong finish. Because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. Because I have I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the chance a strong finish. Strong finish. Strong finish. Everybody lift it up saying strong finish. Strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the chance say strong finish. Strong finish. Strong finish. Everybody lift it up saying strong finish. Strong finish. I have strong faith. I believe that on this morning. You gotta have strong faith. God promised he'd be with me through every step that I take in this 
because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. You the chance say strong finish, strong finish, strong finish. Everybody lift it up, saying strong finish. Strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the say strong finish. Strong finish. Strong finish. Oh, 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 I'm going to have strong faith. I'm going to have strong finish. I have strong faith. I'm going, I'm going to have strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the chance say strong finish, strong finish, strong finish. Everybody lift it up saying strong finish. Strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the chin say strong finish, strong finish, strong finish. Everybody lift it up saying strong finish, strong finish. I have strong faith. Hallelujah. I have strong finish. How many want to have a strong finish? Come on. sisters in our church today, the men of the Vision Church and myself and the men of the Vision Church, where we have a little token of love for you all. Amen. Here come the brothers. Let me get a few pictures of them. Amen. They got, now don't eat it all at the same time. Amen. A little token of love for you all.
All right. All right. Amen. Now, don't y'all eat it all. And don't be eating in church. Sister Sarah. No eating in church. All right. Put it back in the take mother. Amen. Come on. Thank you, brothers. Amen. Give them a hand. Amen. We wanted to just tell y'all we love you. Unfortunately, you know, with the pandemic, we would have gotten roses, but we figured this year we'll give you something sweet. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Now just eat in moderation. Amen. Eat in moderation. Amen. Something else we need to do. Yeah. Uh, Aaliyah's birthday's tomorrow. My goodness. <clears throat> come on here, Aaliyah. Amen. Look, come on. She didn't do that. Yeah. Amen. Come on, Leah. What you doing? Oh, she. All right. All right, well, let's sing happy birthday to Aaliyah. Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, she's going to be 22. Amen. Oh, 25. Amen. Praise the Lord. May God bless you many more years. Amen. Don't you look pretty? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. 25 years old. My goodness, I'm getting old. Amen. Huh? Oh. Amen. Amen. That's a whole lot of years to miss. Amen. Oh, we thank God. We thank God that um, we've raised children. Uh, they're not perfect. <clears throat> they're far from perfect. Amen. But we thank God that they have joined us in this journey to follow Christ. Um, it's, it's, it has not always been easy. Uh, because sometimes when you're raising kids in the Lord, those of you who ain't got no kids yet, listen to me real good. When, you, when you're raising them in the Lord and they get to a certain age and they start adopting different ideas from the world, when the world starts telling them, no, God ain't, you know, or no, nah, you're in church too much or calling them, you know, uh, holier than thou and all that kind of stuff, it's that peer pressure. And, and we've, we've seen two come out of high school. Amen. Praise God. And we have one more in high school. But again, it, it's, it's still, even when, now when they go to college, it's, it's the intensity of that goes up. Listen to me real good. 
When your kids get to college, they may come back home something different. But the one thing that we've done, we've kept them close. Amen. And 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 the other thing is, we've put them in the Lord's hands. That's the key. And you got to pray for them. And you got to talk to them about God. And you have to be an example. What I preached at 9 a.m. Amen. If you're not an example, you have no impact. Your kids will just look at you like, oh, yeah, we, get, we just go to church on Sunday. That's, that's what we've done all our lives. But see, what they have seen is us live what we preach and teach. And so we don't have, the, it's not a hard sell at all. They'd be like, hey, this is what we do, but we do it because we love God and because we have a relationship with God. Amen. And so I thank God. Amen. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm grateful, y'all. I'm grateful. I, I, I don't take that lightly that our kids, our adult kids, because past, I mean, uh, parenting adult kids is totally different. Some of you say, oh, when they turn 18, you know, they, oh, they grown. No, they're not, they're not even, they're not, they don't know nothing at 18. Okay, seriously, they don't know nothing. And then you just push them out there and then they go find out and they don't know what they know. Then they come back home broken. Amen. So I'm just helping you with something here. Um, I don't think you have to yell at your kids. <laughs> I wish somebody would tell me that earlier. Uh, you know, you don't have to push them and prime them. But if you live in front of them, like for real live in front of them, and they see Christ in you, that's the attractive part. That's the part that will keep them in church. You ain't got to tell them to get up. They're going to be up and ready to go. Amen. So I'm saying to you all, um, live what you, what you talk about. Amen. All right. Okay. Well, being that it's love week weekend and NFL, I know I re listen, I already know what I'm competing with today. It, ain't that something? We yeah, listen. I got three points. Amen. Ain't not my team ain't playing, so we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but, you know, we on the bench. We we at home on the couch, so we're gonna be. I don't know nothing about the Rams, the Bengals. <laughs> this is the year of the underdogs, by the way. Amen. Year of the underdogs. And so, uh, but but yeah, we got a message here. Amen. We we have a message here from God. Amen. So uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, open your Bibles to the book of um, Deuteronomy. Amen. Deuteronomy. Part of the Torah. Amen. And um, I want to look at verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. It says, you shall love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. I want to talk about this morning how to love God, the secret to loving God. Come on, let's pray together. The secret to loving God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the obvious of the passage. But thank you that you've allowed us to come into your presence and no greater love have you shown us by sending your son to the cross. Forgive us now. Clear our minds and hearts and speak a word today that will really transform us. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Thank you, ushers. Amen. The secret to loving God. It's a powerful phrase. It's a powerful thing to think about that God requires or God yearns for our love. Imagine that. Imagine a God who looked down the corridors of time and saw that he had to give up his son to a brutal death so that he can demonstrate to us how much he loves us. I don't know if you've paid attention recently, but God has shown you time and time again that he loves you. Any, anybody want to testify to that? He's shown you that I care about you. That I yearn for a relationship with you. If you're not careful, you can do what we do to our parents. We know they love them, they love us, but we really don't show it as much. Are you with me? There are times in this journey where you can take God's love for granted. But the Bible is very clear that God's and this love story between us and God started before you knew him. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 139, it says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. David attests to that when he fell from grace. He says, Lord, you know my inward parts. You know more about me. And you have given me the ability to know you. Think about that for a minute. You see, we don't serve a God that is not available, that is not approachable, 
that is not accessible. The God that we serve, he knows you. Come on, somebody. The Bible declares that in knowing you, God demonstrated that. Imagine this. Someone says they love you, but they never show it. Imagine this. Imagine you keep hearing, I love you, I love you. You know, we take that word for granted, this, this love we get here. We, we take that word love sometimes also out of context. We use it very loosely. Say, I hear Christians say, I love you. But their actions, oh, come on, somebody. I wonder what happens from the words to the heart. I wonder if it's just learned behavior where we learn how to say, I love you, but there's nothing that comes after that. I'm not saying you got to buy somebody something all the time because you say you love them, but I'm talking about more of the emotional part of this. If you've ever had your heart broken before, come on somebody, you know that it hurts. I've seen the phrase love hurts. And I often ask myself a question, how does God feel about my love towards him? That, that it's possible to become so accustomed to certain things from God that we forget to reciprocate back in return. Can I, can, I can I tell you something? Can I share a secret with you this morning? Amen. Do, do you know the two things that God wants from you? Just two. He, he gives you the word. He gives you, come on somebody, blessings after blessings. He's given you life. He's given you strength. He's given you wisdom. He's, he's given you a reasonable portion of health and strength. Come on and help me, somebody. And God says, from you, all I want is two things. One, give me glory. Whatever you do, make sure you point them back to me. And then secondly, God wants your love. God wants you to love him. Now, now, in our passage today, Israel, God's chosen people, they are about to enter in to a blessing, a blessed situation. They're about to receive something that they didn't work for. But no one said it was going to be easy for them. Moses writes to them and tells them, listen, he, previous chapter, he gives them the Ten Commandments. God says, you follow this commandment and you will succeed. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not use the Lord's name in vain. You understand? All those factors he's given them, all those guidelines he's given them, all these things he's given to them to say, listen, if you live within this, 
restrictive area, you're going to be blessed. But in the chapter after chapter six, chapter seven, we find that he tells them now, when you go into Canaan, they're getting ready to go into the place of blessings. And I wonder, tucked in between here, he gives them the secret to being blessed. He shows them that, listen, if you do certain such and such and this and that, guess what? And if you obey me, you will prosper. God is telling them, if you do this, you will prosper. Can I ask you a question? Why is it so hard for us to obey? Why do we find it so difficult to obey the law, the word? What comes in between us and applying the word of God? God says this. God says this, that before, listen, I love you. Here's, here's what God says to you and I. He says, I love you even when you didn't love me. And here's what I did. I demonstrated that. Amen. According to scripture, that while you were yet a. Oh, my goodness. Why you were yet a what? I don't think we really know what love really, really is, saints. Let me tell you how we do love in relationships. You ready? If you do good to me, I'm going to do good to you. And that's the name of the game. And there's no other area apart from that. So if you don't treat me right, I ain't treating you right. But here's what biblical love is. Biblical love is this. I love you whether you deserve it or not. So in other words, there's no stipulation to our love. There's no addendums to our loves. There's no, amen, there's no, nothing that you can do that can stop me from loving you even when you are acting a fool. Imagine that. And when you think that you cannot love a person, I want you to look at how your kids act and look at how you love them in spite of. So it does mean that you have the capacity to do it. You just got to exercise it in every area of your life. Is this making sense? Loving means True biblical love means I love you whether you deserve it or not. Now, there are components to that. And here's the components. Ready? There's personal love. And then there are impersonal love. Impersonal love is what we have for everybody. There's no intimacy involved in that. There's no, you know, there's none of that. It's just impersonal love. All right, now you've heard agape, phileo, and Philadelphia love, and all that kind of stuff. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this impersonal love, that love for mankind. That's what that means. Listen, if you don't have a heart of love, it's going to be difficult for you to live. And I find that there's some people, they're selfish. They can't love anything other than themselves. Mm, 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 mm. And then there is personal love. Personal love is what God has 
for us. It involves intimacy. It involves closeness. It involves the ability to communicate and to understand each other. Personal love is what you have with your husband or your wife or your children or personal love. And with personal love, with the personal love that God shows us, there's nothing you can ever do. Listen to me real good. You ready? There's nothing that you can really do to affect that love, to push God away, to run from him. Come on, somebody. Paul says neither death, nor life, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything can separate us. Oh, I wish I had somebody here today that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, but you walk around so bitter. You walk around saying, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm all alone in this life. But God says, I love you. What more do I have to do to prove my love for you? What's the secret? What can I do? I feel this way. It is because you're earthly minded. It's because your mind is locked in only on what's happening here on earth. And you cannot appreciate the love of the father because God says, I've been loving you before you even knew me. And with that love, I orchestrated it. Certain events in your life to get to me. It took pain to get you to me because when you were living in your pleasure, you weren't thinking about me. Oh, come on, say me. If I spoke in tongues, I'd say something right there. That's a Shonda moment right there. <laughs> See, I love you. And I love you so much that, listen, there's nothing you can do to stop me from loving you, nothing you can do to stop my love. See, watch this. We look at people's bad behavior and we write them off. But God says, I look at their bad behavior and I'm, guess what? I keep loving them. I keep loving them. I keep loving them. Listen, you may not be able to get along with a person, but it doesn't stop you from loving them. Come on, somebody. That's that impersonal love. So I, I can't hate anybody. Listen, I know as a believer, the, the love that God shows me, I have to show to others because I realize I'm no better than those that I look to who mistreat me. So guess what? If you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to keep loving. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love, perfect love, casts out all fear. Watch this. If you're in a relationship, and you're afraid of that person, that ain't love. That's control. Remember that. If you're in a relationship and this person, you have a fear of them, that's not love. 
1 Corinthians 13, it's not in the right, it's not really supposed to be used for weddings, okay? But let me give you the principle of the passage. Love is patient. Love is kind. Come on, somebody. Love is gentle. Amen. Love does not what? Hold a grudge. Love does not boast. What I'm trying to say to you today is that I'm trying to paint the picture that God loved Israel so much, but Israel was so unfaithful to him. Israel, God kept giving them the formula and they kept on spitting in his face. God kept on loving them and they kept on pushing him away. They built a golden calf. This is before this. And God forgave them. Watch the text. Verse 1. He says, now this is the commandment and statutes and judgment, which the Lord your God has commanded me to what? Teach you. That you might do them where? Why was it so important for them to do that in the land where you are going over to possess? Because watch this. Wherever you're going next in your life, you need a word from the Lord. You and I need the word to govern how we live in the land of blessings. I'm ready to go over to your Canaan. Can I tell you something? You can't be heading to Canaan and your heart is back in Egypt. You know why? Because you will live as an Egyptian in the land of blessings. God had to redoctrinize them because they had lived in Egypt for so long that they were imitating the people in Egypt. I'm trying to help somebody. He says, listen, I want to teach you how to live in this new, this new life. But watch what he says. Verse 2, he says, so that you're, this ain't really for you, you know. It's for you, but God wants it to continue through you. Look at verse 2. So that your son, <laughs> this is about generational wealth. This is about passing on a legacy. But a legacy that will be passed on, that will never die. You know, we think people are lucky. They're not lucky. They're not lucky. Oh, luck has nothing to do with this. It's either you're blessed or you're not. That's just the bottom line. But you got to understand something, too. You ready? Satan knows how to bless. Actually, Satan knows how to curse. It just looks like a blessing. Watch this. You get this opportunity, or it's a blessing. But all of a sudden, it slowly pulls you away from God. All of a sudden, it pulls you away from your purpose. All of a sudden, you're not praying no more because you're so endowed. You're so consumed by it. Watch this, but you're still calling it a blessing. 
Before you know it, one day you wake up and there's no God in it. That's what you call a curse. You with me? Why am I saying this? What's the secret, pastor? I got 15 minutes. I got my eyes on the clock. Watch this. He said, teach them to your grandson that they might fear what? Who? The Lord your God. And to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days, not of their life, of your life. And that your days may be what? Prolonged. I believe that the, the uh, don't, don't, put, don't put anything up yet. This is just the point, okay? First thing, write this down, okay? The secret to loving God is to first obey him. <laughs> Let me say this. Think about it right quick. If I obey him, who do we obey? The people we, we love. And so it's important that you learn to obey God to prove that you do love him. So if the word says this, you do it. And by my obedience, not only is God being blessed and, and, and magnified, but you're being blessed. He says, your days will be long. You will prolong your days. When sickness comes in your body, I was thinking last year, this time, thank you, Holy Spirit. My sugar was 500. But here I am a day, a year later. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. I've never been last Super Bowl Sunday. It was bad. But I thank God that he says, if you keep obeying me, I'll prolong your life. I can't save this life. Because I'm in this body, but God will prolong your life in this life. So if I'm going to love him, first of, first of all, I have to learn how to obey him. And that's a fighting word in marriage. That's a fight. Those are, those are fighting words in, in a marriage context. But it shouldn't be. I ain't listening to him. Shoot, he ain't my daddy. Well, who are you listening to then? See, it's called mutual submission, but it's also called that. It's also called this. You have an opinion. I have an opinion. And guess what? Somebody has to submit to somebody to say, you know what? I'll do that. Just because you obey doesn't mean God's taking your mind or your identity or your personality or whatever. See, the person that can't obey a command is really prideful. Ouch, amen, or thank you. Thank you. That's about love. He said, if you love me, you'll keep this command. Look at verse 3. He says, oh, Israel, you shall what? <laughs> so what, I, what was the first thing I told you? Here's the second point. Listen. If you love somebody, if you love God, you're going to listen to him. I'm going to say it one more time. Some of us are too stubborn to listen, but listen, let me tell you something. You have to find a way to listen. Well, how do I know it's God, Pastor? How do I know it's God? Read his word. Listen to his word. 
And if you open it up, let me ask you, how many times a week do you open the word? How consistent are you in opening his word? Then you got to ask yourself a question, whose voice are you really listening to? Let's bring it to marriage real quick. Marriage ER is coming up at the end of this month. And we have a whole bunch of people that ain't registered yet that need to be in here. Okay, if you want to get married, you come too. Got some news for you. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you're not listening to God, then who are you listening to? I proved that I love God because I follow his command and I listen to him. I obey and I listen. Look what he says. Oh, Israel, you should listen carefully. And don't just listen, but listen what? Carefully that it may be what? Well. With who? You know what the word well, yatab in the yatab in the in the Hebrew, that word means to be adorned. It means it'll be better with you, for you. It means that you'll be glad, that you'll be pleasing. Man, listen, God wants us to be pleasing to him. He says, all you, you ain't got to work hard. All you got to do is listen to me and it will go well with you. You will be pleasing to me. You will be rejoicing me. Watch this. Deals will happen. Blessings will come your way. Why? Because listen man deliver me from me lord <laughs> trust in the lord with all your heart lead not to your own understanding hey unbendability you you don't have the ability to bend because you won't listen i'm gonna talk so much we won't listen yada 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 look what Look what he says. You got to catch it. Watch this. That it may be well with you and that you may multiply what? Greatly, just as the Lord your God, your fathers has promised you in the land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Very simple. But very hard. Do you, do you not know that if I listen, God is going to move me to the land of milk and honey? You know what the land of milk and honey represents? Blessings. A place of resources. A place where you'll have no lack, no want. Come on, somebody. And all you had to do was what? Listen. Verse 4. Verse 4 is called the Shema. It is Verse four for the for the Israel for the Hebrew believer for the Hebrew person. It's called the Shema. The Shema is from the Hebrew word to hear. Devout Jews recite this several times a day. You know why they do it to reaffirm their faith in God. A tribe. Verse 4, the Shema, let's do it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. They would recite that daily, several times a day, to remind themselves that what? That God is one. And there's no other like him. What do you recite to remind yourself and to reaffirm your faith every day? 
He goes on and he says this. He says in verse 5, You shall love the Lord your God. So what's the secret? The third thing is this. Put it up there. Love him because he's personal. He's a personal God. He can meet you right where you are. You don't have to wait to come to church to love him. You don't have to wait to come to church to talk to him. You can talk to him right where you are. And with the pandemic right where you are at home right now, you can call him because he's personal. He's a personal God. He says, you shall love the Lord your God. The love that he asks, the love that he requires is that love that I told you about, that selfless love, that love that requires nothing because you've already received everything. And it is just a response to what you have received from him. Oh, Lord, let me love you. But then how do you do that? He says, love him. Second thing is, Love him with your heart. Oh, I got to ask somebody today. How's your heart? What does it mean, your heart? The heart is the seat of your emotions. The heart is where everything functions. It is where you make your decisions. But if anything else has your heart, it's difficult to love him. You can't be divided. If you love God first in your heart, then you can put everybody else in there. Because then you will love them with the love that he has shown you and that you're giving back to him. Does that make sense? And here's the thing. The reason why you'll never end up with a broken heart is because you understand, watch this now, you understand that you're loving without restrictions. You're loving as he loved. Watch this. Whether the person deserves it or not, you keep loving him. You see? Why, why does the Bible... Let me, let, me, let me prove this point to you. Why does the Bible tells us, tell us to love our enemies? Hold on, man. What, what, what kind of stuff is that? How is it possible to love the person that you hate the most? It's because God wants you to love them with his love. The love that you have for him is the love he wants you to have for them. Oh, man. I hope you can receive that. So whatever's in your heart, he says, love me first. Let, let him have first place in your heart. Then he says, love him with all your heart. Next thing, he said, and with all your what? With all your soul. Now, the word soul is where you, you, you come up with the ideas. Nefesh in the Greek, it, it, it falls on the idea of spirit and soul interchangeably. So the word literally means to be a living being. He don't want dead love. He wants alive love. He wants vibrant love. He wants a love that you say, I know God is real. I know who he is. So, so the next thing you got to love them with, you got to love them with your soul. 
So I'm a soul man. I'm a, I got to, I got to give him soul love. See, you have to give him a, a love that's alive. The word for soul means desire. You have to desire him. That's what it means to love him with your soul. It watches the word also means appetite. He should be something that you desire so much that it fills your appetite. Oh my gosh. In other words, you got to get consumed with his loving him. See, he has already shown you how he loves you. Are you with me? And then lastly, he says, with all your might. Interesting word in the Greek, in the Hebrew. The word means muchness. <laughs> Abundance. Force. Some translators say strength. But I can't use physical strength to love God. Here's what I need. I need his, his abundance. And as I'm receiving his abundance, I'm returning from him my abundance of affection, of emotion. See, I'm returning it back to him. How do you love someone you don't see? Look around. God says, if your heart is full of my love, you can return it back to me. I want your heart, I want your mind, and I want your soul. I want all of you. And if you don't give me all of you, then it's real hard for you to love me. That's the secret, y'all. father and his son went camping one day. During the trip, the father tried to teach his son how to use the North Star to find his way through the woods. But the son didn't seem to be interested in the lesson. Out of frustration, the father said, son, pay attention to what I'm telling you or you, you're going to get lost. Pay attention and you won't get lost. If you're not paying attention, you're going to get lost. The son looked up at the father and said, Dad, I don't need to watch the stars. I need only to follow you and I'll never be lost. Father replied, son, that's wrong. See, his father wouldn't always be around for him to follow. But thanks be to God. That's not our testimony. Our father will never leave us, nor forsake us. Our father will always be there, and we can look to him, and he will guide us if we love him with all of our soul, with all of our heart, with all of our might, if we obey him, and if we listen to him. I believe the first part of love is obedience. If I can obey him, I can definitely love him. You know why? Because that deals with trust. I trust his word enough 
You ever been somebody you can't trust nothing they say? Huh? Just nothing. They, they say stuff. You're listening. But everything they say is the opposite. And so what God says to us on this Valentine's Day weekend, learn the secret of loving me so that you can love each other. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. To God be the glory. If you love God, I found out I couldn't love my wife. I could not love my children until I first learned how to love God. I want you to, I want you to really, 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 really ask yourself this question. People say they love God. But is it true? Is that testimony true? Or am I just loving what I'm getting from God? See, a better life, uh, a better wife. better situation. But watch this. You ready? Watch this now. The moment stuff starts going wrong, seat is empty. They don't show back up. It ain't because they don't want to come to church. It's because they were just in love with what they were getting. Watch out for people like that in your life. All right, you got kids in? Y'all keep giving it up? Oh, you're going to be in love. Stop giving it up and see what happens. We'll move on to the next thing. For real. Because See, what we are by nature are takers. That's who we are in our sin nature. But when God redeems us, we start understanding that, no, I'm not a taker. I give, I receive. You know what else that people lose along the way? Christians, compassion. Watch this. I've tested this theory. Watch this. When you don't have compassion, you don't care who you hurt. When you don't have compassion, you, you won't obey. You won't listen. You won't listen. You won't submit to anybody or anything because you don't have a compassionate bone in your body. Compassion means you care how the other person feels, not just the way you feel all the time. Love. That's what love is. I used to not care. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Shema. I thank God that he's taught me that if you could love me, Derek, 
then you can love your kids, then you can love your people, you can love your wife, you can love those who even despise you. I wonder why God asks us to love our enemies. Why? Why? Because he wants you to see something. I love them too. Your enemies are under my control anyways. I created your enemies. So for you to hate, who, Lord Jesus, who I've made in my image makes you wrong. See, that's how you break down walls. That's how you break down years of pain and and problems and family issues and marital issues and, and children issues and all this other stuff. You look at this person and you say, I love this person. And some people you got to love from a distance. And some people you got to love and leave them alone. Because they're not where you are. And so today, if you need prayer, <laughs> I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. I thank God that I've learned. I used to hold on. But I've learned how to love. I've learned how to see past the mess of people's lives. I think that's why the Lord made me a counselor. A pastor. Because he wanted me to learn what it really was like to feel what he feels about me. Lord Jesus, when you start loving those difficult people in your life, can I tell you something? You get to see what God feels. And can I tell you something? You can love people out of circumstances. When you keep returning kindness to them, when you keep returning peace to them, when you keep returning love to them, eventually it will convict them. But think about it. But if you want to argue all the time, fuss all the time, and go back and forth all the time, guess what's going to happen? It's nothing is going to change. Join me at Marriage ER. I got some stuff. I got some tools for that. If you need prayer, if anybody needs prayer today, I want to pray for you. Uh, if you're here today, if you're watching online and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to accept Jesus into your heart today, you can put it in the, in the chat box that you want to accept Jesus for the first time. If you're here and you are a believer, and maybe you've fallen from the Lord and you want to be restored back to Jesus, you can come today. If you're here today and you're without a church home and you say, Pastor, I want to uh, be part of this church, you can be part of this church. If you need prayer, we will pray with you. We will pray with you today. Amen. You can come for prayer. Can I tell you something, you know, family hurt is the deepest hurt you can have. But you got to keep loving. Don't let it change you. 
If you're a loving person, keep loving. Because Jesus tells us that if we keep loving those that are difficult, eventually it'll change. Amen. All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We lift up Sister Rose asking for prayer for Michael. We pray that you would continue to heal Michael's body, Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the wisdom that was given, Lord, to get him to the hospital at the right time, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. I pray, Father, for Ms. Sheila right now and her family, Lord, her, her kids, her grandkids, Lord, pray for them, Lord. Pray that she said she want to keep loving them, Lord, Father God. Pray for Sister Rose, praying for her family also, God. Pray for the Fowler family. Pray for the Mitchells. Pray for Sister Mitchell's cousin right now, God, and pray for them traveling grace, Lord. And then, Lord, I pray for everyone here under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, for this day and this worship time together. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. All right. Let's stand to be dismissed today. Amen. Amen. I hope not see no candy wrappers in church. Amen. Amen. I know, I know who I know is going to be a, a, a sister in the church. I know that much. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Listen, um, God blessings upon all of you. Um, listen, we're going to have a great, great week next week. If you're available next week, we do need some help. We do need some help in the, uh, in the, for VFL. Amen. So if you can stop by, uh, let us know if you can volunteer for a few hours. Amen. We just need to get out to the community and distribute the things, that, the food that we need to distribute. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for what you shared with us this morning, God. I thank you, Lord, that this morning I got confirmation twice that I was supposed to preach this message today. Thank you, Father, for allowing me the experience and the wisdom to do it, God. Continue to keep me at your feet. Continue to keep me close to you so I can lead this church, God. And God, I pray now, Lord, as we leave this place, God, but never from your presence, put a hedge of protection over us. Thank you for Leah. Thank you for giving her another year of life, of good health and strength. And God, I pray for everyone here today. As we leave here today, we leave here with your blessings. We leave here, God, encouraged, but we leave here to go make an impact in the world. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Go Super Bowl. All right.